The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya. I love that you're so ready, D love. Let's get funky. All right. <laughs> So how do we balance a passion for oneself with compassion for others? Or in some cases, compassion for oneself and passion for others. Why does it take a village to raise a relationship? Why is the erotic often linked to violence? And how can we unravel this? I love Kelly Bryson's book, Don't Be Nice, Be Real, where he gives advice on doing a lot of these things. Today, we have the pleasure of having Kelly on the show. He's going to share some new ex- things that he's really excited about and to help us all learn how to improve intimacy and connection while at the same time being our fully expressed and authentic selves, which do you love? I know you love. I love being fully expressed. I feel connected to myself, to others, and... Uh, there is definitely block sometimes of like, what's it going to mean if I express myself fully? Isn't that going to hurt somebody else? Or maybe what I need to express might be a little embarrassing right. or very difficult because it might bring up some things that are uncomfortable in conversation. So it's a practice, this mm-hmm. whole thing of nonviolent communication. And uh, Kelly's, and I, Kelly's and a good man to lead through, lead us through the practice. And I love that it. he says no compromise. Right. You compromise know, like- is resentment 50-50. Favorite things, and I, I really love that. So I'm really excited to talk to Kelly about that. And and, and how do you do it with a three-year-old? This is this, I was just <laughs> gonna say, you know, I was like just talking to my three-year-old the other day, like trying to explain to him, you know, like, okay, I have this need and you have this need, and he's like, I need to play, I need to play. Like it's always like when he he speaks needs. And I like, need it now. <laughs> yeah. and so but I'm like, but mama needs to go to the bathroom, you know, it's just like a simple thing. And he has such a he, it's like all about him, and it's so hard. To, and, and I think we can learn a lot from our relationships with our three-year-olds. Like there's another book that I love about uh, the, having the happiest toddler on the block. And there's communication things in there that I'm like, learning how to communicate with a three-year-old is great for your relationship. Because, you know, it, it seems so Are you easy. saying I'm a three-year-old? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we get in that state, especially when we're angry. I mean, our brain goes to like three-year-old level communication sometimes. Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen with therapists. I was just in the room with some therapists recently, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, my gosh, the way these two are talking to each other is Mm -hmm. like, and these are therapists, Mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, hello, Kelly. Hello. All right, we've just rambled on a whole bunch. but I so many threads I'd love to pick up on about 10 of them all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's just start with this idea of, 
what it takes to raise a relationship. You say it takes a village, you know, there's that saying, it takes a no. village to raise a child. But what about it takes a village to raise a relationship? Before there were families, there were tribes. Mm. There were clans. That's the original form for humanity. It's only in, Margaret Mead said, only in times of war, in times of great fear, do we break down into the nuclear family, and I would add the word disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Interesting. Especially when we're living in a domination culture, a war-based military-type culture, then the whole whole, uh, television programs are all about domination and war and how to have power over, and every hero the end of every great hero story, the hero conquers and vanquishes the villain. And that's the mainstream, that's the field of consciousness we live in. Mm-hmm. If we're not going to replicate that in our families, we're going to need a subculture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, building a whole other way of being. Um, uh, it's interesting, um, this is tangential, but um, the, the color-coded system, now I'm forgetting the name of it, um, uh, spiral, dynamics. spiral dynamics. Spiral dynamics yeah. I heard. I heard you mention that in a recent yeah. video of yours, and that's something that we've come in contact with yeah. in the last couple of years. Really powerful uh, yeah. tool for distinguishing these sort of different ways not not hierarchical necessarily, but these different ways of being and how we may be trapped in them for certain cultural reasons, societal reasons. Uh, well, and, we've uh, we've come out of a conformist culture where we're not really raising people; we're raising sheeple. Right. <laughs> and even even the New uh-huh. Age communities and even the ecology communities. I, I live here in Santa Cruz, very ecologically minded. But, but woe be to you if you forget to recycle. You will be ostracized uh-huh. and shunned and an energetic wall will be created and you won't be included because you're not conforming. Mm-hmm. So even in the so-called conscious communities, there's this great pressure to, to be conformist, to give up your good for the good of the whole, the good of the group, the good of other people. Mm-hmm. And that makes for a very unself-fulfilled, unfully expressed individual mm-hmm. called the green meme or the mean green meme. <laughs> the greens who go red, if we yes. were speaking mean, green dynamics. <laughs> and just so, above that, or I don't know if it's above it, but another dimension is where communities are created through autonomous individuals, where the focus is on what can the community do for the individual? How can we help you be fully expressed and get your needs for giving your gift met and contributing met? so that you're a strong, independent, innerly guided. You're guided by your own inner GPS and not by the fear of, of not fitting in or being shunned by your community. Mm-hmm. And on that basis, we can build a very strong community on the basis of strong individuals called the yellow meme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the communities I dream of, even around and particularly around the issue of sexuality, the ones that I'm actually creating here in the Bay Area, we have a half dozen getting started here now, and what we're doing is we're creating a circle of support for each individual to do their own experiment with sexuality, spirituality, power, money, and love. And we're mm-hmm. supporting them in finding out what is your relationship with that. How do you want to be sexual? How do you want to be spiritual? And putting no pressure on them to conform to any particular lifestyle or love style. Mm-hmm. But only Very be supported in their own experiment to gather data and then autonomously choose what serves the life in them. Mm. And so in this idea that it takes a village to raise a relationship, those of us, I I know, especially for like new parents, like, oh, they feel so isolated. I hear that word a lot. Like new moms, I feel so isolated. And then this sense of isolation or, 
or and, and I know this goes a lot for raising children, but but in our relationships, I think it's important, and I think what you're saying is that we need to be seen, we need to be held accountable, we need support. We need um, to be held in a field of consciousness that supports us in being autonomous and compassionate instead of codependent and dominant submissive. Mm-hmm. Prevailing mm-hmm. cultural field is, is that of dominant submission and of codependency. And if you don't have something very strong, a vortex of consciousness that's very strong, you're going to get sucked into the, the victim vortex and the vortex of fear and codependency and dominant submission. Mm-hmm. So we actually mm-hmm. need to create seals, uh, villages, where there are people in that village who can give your partner the honesty that he won't hear from you. <laughs> people in that village who can give her or him the empathy that you can't give because you're, mm-hmm. because you're triggered. Mm-hmm. And to support that relationship in moving through the blocks and going deeper and not getting into the, the usual typical uh, fall into the codependency and the dominant submissive paradigms. Right. You know, something in practicing nonviolent communication that I come up against is this uh, natural urge when I do get triggered or something's going on for me, maybe my biochemistry is all out of whack or whatever. I have this feeling like, oh, but I just want to be angry and I just want to say that mean thing. And there's some kind of release or animalistic like thing that gets released in that uh, expression. And um, I found in my previous uh, relationship in my marriage, I gotten so careful with the way I talked because I was I didn't know about non nonviolent communication, so there was violent communication happening. But um, I I didn't get that animal urge expressed. So do you have anything to say about that? I wouldn't call that natural. I would call that normal. Okay, that's the norm because that's the culture we grew up in. Mm. Someone once asked Gandhi, they said that uh, this. Military general, British military general said, it is our nature to be violent and warlike and competitive. And Gandhi says, no, 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 you must be very careful to not confuse normal with natural. It is uh-huh. normal that we do this, but it's not our nature. Our nature is to express our pain vulnerably and to get it heard and connected with and empathized with by other people mm. without making people wrong and putting them in categories and judging and going into a self-defeating kind of violent expression in what I call a supernatural, earthy, spiritual cultures, when someone has some kind of pain going on, they can allow the energy of that to show in a way that is a feeling, not an emotion. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, a feeling, that it's just that moment. Here's my pain of this moment. Here's my rage in this moment. I need understanding, empathy for that. Here it is, nakedly expressed, will you please help me with it? Mm. Instead of, you triggered me, therefore you owe me the empathy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Or you are the the uh, project like the the object that I'm projecting it onto. You're the mm. cause. Or, the, uh, yeah, when we're yeah, not yeah. conscious, we think other people are the cause. We don't understand they're always just the stimulus. They're never mm-hmm. the cause of our pain. Right. The cause of our mm-hmm. pain is our response to the actions or expressions of other people, and that we have some control over. Mm. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be powerful if you just knew you had total control over your chosen response to anything anybody said or did? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we, we, that's one thing we're doing. To We're trying to be very conscious about how we express this stuff with our three-year-old. Uh, when we're upset about something that yeah. uh, is going on with him or it's not, he's not doing something the way we want him to do, yeah. being conscious about saying, you know, I'm feeling very upset. Yeah. And I'd like to, you know. But the next two words are crucial. 
as to whether it gets projected or owned. Uh-huh. I'm upset, but the next two words decide whether you go to hell or heaven as a parent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would and hope, they are? I would hope they would be because I'm needing or because I'm wanting, uh-huh. not because you're not yeah, picking exactly. up your toys or because you're right. crying or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But to be yeah. self-responsible in that expression and right. then to make it clear what I want about it. Not right. just dump the paint make on the child. Right. Yeah, make a clear request. Yeah. Would you be willing you know, uh-huh. to pick up your toys now or whatever it is? So the difference would be, I'm really upset right now because you won't have sex with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the bad example. Yeah. And the good one would be, I'm really upset right now because I'm needing connection. Yes. I'm needing right. connection. I'm needing And sexuality. I would request that we make love more often. No, it would, more often would be vague. Because okay. I would want to nail it down specifically in the moment. Would you be willing to consider having sex with me at least twice a week or twice a day or twice an hour? Or right now. <laughs> or just right now would be good. <laughs> Kelly, what's your website so everybody can go check what, out, what you have going on? www.languageofcompassion.com Languageofcompassion.com. You can go there, check out everything that Kelly has going on. I highly recommend Kelly's book. I'm always giving people copies. <laughs> I think they love you bought like 10 copies yeah. that long time. Uh-huh. And I think we've given, we've whittled them all out. They're all gone at the moment. They're all, we gave our last one out. Yeah. Um, so don't be nice. Be real is Kelly's book. Again, I can't recommend it enough. I recommend it to many of my students and, and just people in my life. Anybody who's, who's interested in dating me. You must read it. Must, must. <laughs> oh, wow. That's going to increase my sales really good. <laughs> the great marketing campaign. Uh, languageofcompassion.com. When we return, we're going to have more from Kelly Bryson. You know, just the, more of this conversation. I think these examples are really good. But I really want to get into this conversation. You have a chapter in your book about violence and the erotic. And, and you know, I just noticed things going on. Like a bus goes by and it's got this sexy woman holding a machine gun on it. Yeah. You know, it's like we use... Yeah. Sex and violence together so often. So how do we unravel that and, and and find healing around that? So we'll talk about that when we return. More Sex with Jaya, D-Love, and Kelly Bryson. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, Learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. 
Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Allo, allo, allo cadabra. I use Allocadabra as my personal lubricant because it's certified organic and not full of tons of nasty crap, (laughs) 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 which you don't want to be absorbed through your mucous membranes anyway. It's good for your body. It's natural as nature. It's certified organic. Go to Allocadabra.com. Use coupon code Jaya for 20% off. That's Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. We're talking with Kelly Bryson. He's the author of Don't Be Nice. Be real. And you can go to his website, languageofcompassion.com. And let's touch a little bit about we, we were talking about you know having the, the culture, the village support the relationship and a little bit about nonviolent communication, but let's touch on this link between the erotic and violence in our culture and, and how do we unravel that? How do we find healing about that, Kelly? Yeah. Well, I, I want to just give the short kind of approach to it because I want to talk more about the solution than just mm-hmm. the horrible problem that most of us are beginning to recognize. After Ryan Eisler's book, The Chalice and the Blade, and her book, The Sacred Pleasure, and even the book, Sex at Dawn, mm-hmm. different yeah, ones are starting to understand now that uh, how eroticism and violence are linked together. In every TV show, uh, something like 80% of, the, of, of TV shows now, of, of dramas, uh, the good guy gets harassed or bothered by the bad guy for 90% of the show. And then at the climax of the movie, pun intended, at the climax of the movie, he destroys, vanquishes, maims the bad guy, and then he gets the sex object. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he gets the woman. That's right. his reward for being violent. Is he gets the woman and they sail off into the sunset to live happily ever after. Until they have kids and they don't Until show they up. Until they have kids. <laughs> <laughs> <It all> begins. <laughs> so Ryan Eisler uses the term the erotization of violence. The erotization mm. of violence, that we make it sexy. We mm. make it powerful. We, we have sexual power and, and, and punitive kind of violent military power all linked up together. They get mixed up together. Mm-hmm. And but that's the reward, know. the pillage, the reward for being violent, for raping and pillaging. Right. And, you know, taking off on the joke that you guys are just making about having kids until they have kids, well, the next version of violent communication is the sitcom, where it's a constant play of domination of the goofy husband who does something wrong and the wife who gets upset and angry and puts him in his place. And then the good little boy comes back and apologizes and and then they make up while he stays repressed in his little lifestyle and. You know, that it's a whole dominant submission thing in a whole other way. Yes. And the, the violence is, is supercharged. It's on steroids because it all <laughs> comes out of a repressed sexuality. 
Yes, right. Like the couples, some of the couples I work with, for example, I'm thinking of this one very wealthy couple here in Santa Cruz. She lives in one end of the house and reads romance novels all the time, like obsessively. He lives in the other end of the house and watches pornography obsessively. And they never communicate. They never connect about it. So they create a supercharged frustration field that their children have to deal with energetically. Mm-hmm. No fun. No fun at all for I've anybody. I've got some of those clients. <laughs> Pardon me? I said I've got some of those yeah, clients uh, too. <laughs> yeah. So my focus, I like to keep the focus towards the solutions, that we need a culture that supports people to, to express themselves fully, to have to not be so dependent for their energy, for their sacred energy exchange with, with one person, that it becomes a demand. It becomes like they're dying of thirst and becomes a demand on that other person. Mm. Instead, if they have a field of other people that they're exchanging energy with, sacred, emotional, even sexual energy with, then you don't create the A-frame dependency that you do when couples try to exist in nuclear family dimensions. Mm. Mm-hmm. You love, did you have a question on that? I just, I guess I didn't catch the A-frame. Um, A-frame dependency, like, I'm so dependent on you for all of my spiritual, sexual, emotional energy that if you pull back in the slightest way, I start to collapse. Oh, I start to grab onto you and collapse onto you and cling on. I become a Klingon. Mm-hmm, Klingon, <laughs> yeah. In a way, uh, that limits your freedom. I used to call, sorry, from a young age, I called that kind of thing, that, like, uh, from the age of four or five, I started talking about people as hanger, hangers-on. Hangers on. Yeah. People who just, and that creates a certain frustration that comes out in the form of violence and, and, and yeah. kind of explosive expressions of different kinds. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm hearing you say, Kelly, is that because we don't have adequate supports in getting our needs met, we then create violence out of that. When we focus all of our needs on one person, that person who's supposed to be your everything and do everything for you, all of our Codependent love songs, you know, like, can't live if living is without you, and all the ones that <laughs> make us so desperately dependent, that that's how the violence breaks out, in, even in domestic violence uh, cycles. Mm. And it's very interesting because I think it is in our culture that, oh, it, it is, and it's a relatively new thing and people don't realize it, but it is, I love you, we're, we're getting married, and now you have to fulfill all of my needs. Yeah. And if I'm going anywhere else to fulfill those needs, there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah, something and if wrong you with do, those. our culture says that you've done something evil and immoral. And you if will you, pay for it. <laughs> you start to express your needs for connection, affection, sexuality, emotional energy. Outside of that dyad, then, then the culture really, take, even especially therapists, will take sides. Mm-hmm. And will, will suggest that you're doing something wrong, immoral. It's what we call conventional morality. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're in conventional morality, we're going to have a lot of illness and a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. Brian Eisler sure. says we need to move to consensual morality, mm-hmm. where, the basis is, where the basis of morality is judged on, is it nurturing to each other? Is it truly consensual? Do people really have the power to consent? And does it support each other? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the the idea here, and I want to go I want to go deeper into it, especially for people who are monogamous, because there will be people who are listening who have chosen that as their Wonderful. way of uh, way of being. Wonderful. And, and and so how do we one? How do we express the needs so that we aren't creating violence and frustration and all of these things, and it eventually comes out in a 
you aren't no, 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 you aren't taking the garbage out or whatever mm-hmm. it is. That well, a big part helped if we learned a language of needs instead of a language of strategies. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, I need you to give me a hug, I'm needing some affection. Would you be willing to connect with me and hug me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where it, becomes to feel, it begins to feel like a rope or, a, or some kind of like prison is when I put it on you. Mm-hmm. Even I think Byron Katie wrote a book, I Need Your Love, Is That True? Right. Mm-hmm. But to separate need from strategy and make it very clear that you're inviting that person to meet a need, not holding them responsible out of a conventional morality expectation. Mm-hmm. Even in the Bible, it says, has places where it says, if the wife does not do her duties, her, her sexual duties to her husband, and her husband strays, then she's going to go to hell for it, because <laughs> she didn't do her duty. Right. That puts a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it kind of takes wow. the joy and the life out of it, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Because she's constantly doing something her body doesn't want to do. Because you talk about the compromise, compromise thing, which we love, which is compromises resentment 50-50. Compromises where you share the resentment 50-50. Yeah. 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 I had a situation with my daughter. We have one rule in our family. It helps guide our family, but also it's very good for communities. And the one rule is that guides everything perfectly is no one's allowed to give in. Right. No one's allowed to give in. And whoever's the most conscious speaks up about it. Mm-hmm. So if I notice by your voice tone that you're giving in, I say, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to pay for that. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, here's, a, here's the best example of it is this. My, I came home the other day and I was tired because I played basketball. And my daughter says to me, Daddy, Daddy, let's play good mitten which is badminton in Santa Cruz. <laughs> so she says, let's play good men. And I said, well, I said something very violent. I said, well, okay. And she picked up right away. She said, no way, Daddy, you're giving in. I can tell. Whenever you give in, this is how you play badminton. And she waves her hand like a limp wash rag. She says, nah, 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 nah. That's how you play badminton. It's no fun to play with you. She says, Daddy, keep negotiating. <laughs> so I says, do you want the truth? And she says, duh. <laughs> and I said, well, the truth is I'm tired. I'd love to hang out and play with you, but I, I really don't want to do something ex- exerting and physical. She says, Daddy, that's fine. You lay down in your bed. I'll bring some paper mache and some pipe cleaners. I'll make things, and all you have to do is tell me how beautiful they are. <laughs> and I said, sweetie, that works perfect for me. That's a win-win. that's awesome Um, we didn't compromise so uh, what would you say to people who say we've all got fast paced lives there's so much going on that uh, if they need quick solutions fast and getting into the conversation to find out to keep negotiating there's no time for it well you have time for cleaning up the mess and going through the divorce and going to the (laughs) hospital and Going to the doctor and all of that when it becomes critical. Are there strategies for um, successfully, well, a strategy or, or a way of communicating around something if somebody really is in a rush and they don't, but their partner's been affected or feel is feeling something and really has a need to honor the need but both be able to come back to it later? Yes, I can do things like first, I want to be transparent. Wow, I'm really scared about being late. My boss is coming down on me. I'm really frightened about that. I want to go ahead and say that fear because unexpressed fear looks like aggression if I don't. 
Mm. So I put that on the table, and then as best I can, I connect with my partner and give her high-octane empathy just to the need. You really right. need to be heard right now. You really have a need for listening and empathy. And I mm. give her the energy of it. It only takes seconds. It doesn't take right. five hours. It's an energy right. thing. If I can really give her the energy of empathy, she'll feel it. She'll feel heard. And then I tell her my truth. I don't mm. give in because I don't want to create a wall of resentment. Then I say the truth. I'm really frightened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now because I want to keep my job. And then mm-hmm. I leave. Mm. And then maybe a mess to clean up later. But I think she'll feel that I care if I give her that empathy before mm. I say no. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. I'm loving this. I want more examples when we come back. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do. I love these stories and examples, but I think D-Love and I probably have lots of questions. <laughs> D-Love loves this stuff. So, um, so we're going to pick Kelly's brain some more and, and give some just really practical kind of like, okay, here's how to... Here's how to work this in your own relationship. I think we can lead by example. And, and, and I think all your relationships around you affect you, your work relationships, your relationship with your children and all of this, because it really is, that's going to affect your love life. It all rolls out. It's a all A lot connected. of the time, I really put a firewall when I don't want to, but I put a firewall between my interpersonal family, friend relationships with nonviolent communication and my work relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say I'm overtly... overtly violent in any of my communications and work, but I don't take the same care Mm -hmm. and somehow it's okay because that's in my head because it's work work and everybody has to work and we all got to get our jobs done. Right, 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 right. All right, more Sex with Jaya when we return. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Looking for some great techniques to improve your sex life? Be sure to check out RedHotTouch.com for my DVC. DV series. DVD series. <laughs> DVD. I need some language. Language of compassion. <laughs> DVD of course, it series. Do- <laughs> it's what? Takes a village to do a commercial. <laughs> it takes all of us. Redhottouch.com. Just go there. Check it out. Check out what I got going on. Um, you can go to Kelly's site as well, languageofcompassion.com. Awesome. So, so D-Love, you had a question, just, you know, becoming fluent in a language. Well, yeah. So one of the things, too, like we, I talked, asked about the timing issue because it takes time to negotiate and uh, to really be sensitive to and uh, have compassion for what's coming up for everybody. Another challenge, I think, for people in uh, this learning this dialogue is it's so foreign. It feels so foreign. So to practice it, we sometimes sound like automatons, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm choosing my language so carefully because I don't know the language very well and I yeah. want to feel it and do it right. Donde está el baño? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the um, problem with that too is it stops you from then being energetically transparent and even therefore congruent. Right. Then people don't trust you. Right. So they, they think you're like some on some freaky planet over there when you're yeah. really trying to get really close and intimate. So what? How would you guide someone? Or you're trying really, to manipulate them? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly, trying to manipulate them. Yeah. So how how what would you suggest for people who well, are one new? One part of it is I suggest that people just do it in their head and don't do it out externally verbally. Mm. Inside themselves, they're thinking, "Okay, that person just flipped me off, so they must be angry because." <laughs> They're wanting a lot more respect than they're getting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking it. And that changes the energy between us just thinking it. Mm. And then I go to my heart and say whatever is true and real and authentic and alive from my heart mm-hmm. without thinking about the languaging mm. at all. Right. In the communities I'm creating here, we're actually learning how to step into and live into a consciousness of nonviolence, a consciousness of empathy and transparency, so that it is a natural expression of where we're at in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about the techniques. Right. right. Uh, it's uh, almost like when, when you are learning a language, like I'm learning to speak Spanish fluently right now, and I find myself every now and then thinking the words in Spanish instead of in English. And I'm like, wow, I'm yeah. actually thinking in Spanish. Yeah. And, and so it's like when you say it's a consciousness, it's that yeah. you're actually thinking thinking in nonviolent language yeah. instead of the way that we're used to thinking. Right. Or another way of saying it, I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm empathically sensing the energy that's alive between us. It doesn't need and, to have so many and, thoughts. To and it. so it's really important that people have a community because like, I don't have anyone to speak Spanish with, even though I'm in L.A., but I could seek out people <laughs> who speak Spanish and actually talk to them, but there's like, I think there's a sense of fear. Like, oh, I don't really know this language well enough. Mm. And these people are really good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so you how would you things. suggest people find communities or form well, their two, own? Two parts. Let me just say something about it first and then, then how to find it. Okay. So one part is like, you know, if you're in a chorus and you get a little bit off key, if the rest of the chorus is on key, it's pretty easy to find your way back. Mm-hmm. And like any, uh, like uh, you ever heard of this guy named Roger Bannister? No. No. He's the, he's the guy who broke the four-minute mile. 
Okay. As yeah. soon as he broke the four-minute mile, hundreds of people all around the world could do that because he broke open a field, a mm. field of consciousness, a field of possibility. So if we can get together with some other people who are, who are intent on living in this field, then we can hold our consciousness in that place beyond right-doing and wrong-doing much easier. Mm. So how to find these, these places? There's a couple things you can, one, some, not all, I think, of the nonviolent communication communities have some consciousness around that, and you can learn the mechanics and the basics, and you can get that by going to cnbc.org. But then the other thing that we're doing is working with something called the Network for a New Culture, where we bring in a lot of tools, nonviolent communication and other kinds of tools, the ZEG Forum and other tools to support communities in growing the field living in that mm. place beyond right-doing and wrong-doing, but that place beyond the four-minute mile where we can actually live and breathe and function with a sense of connection to the unified field of our community. And then I think we're much more effective in when we do speak in VC, then it's coming from our hearts and from that consciousness. Mm. Mm. So let's go to specifics. I love sure. that people can find these communities and that they're popping up all over the place and yeah. that there's, there are networks for it and people can get in touch with you, Cully, I'm sure, languageofcompassion.com to find well, out What I really more. love is for people to invite me to come and start their community. I do starter communities on a weekend. And then it's self, self-organizing after that. Mm. I give a few basic skills on how to do it, and then people can just, like we did in Minnesota and different places, and then they just take off on their own. And they don't cost anything because they're self-organized. Hmm. People learn some basic skills like NVC, Zeg Forum, some other container skills, and then they can have their own community and grow in their own consciousness around it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Do you love that? Should be a project for you. Yeah, we could use it. We could use it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes, um, in LA, a nonviolent Wonderful. communication. Love to come down there and in LA. Start a tantric, touching, trusting, transparent, transformative tribe. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the next question, and I know my listeners are, are thinking, okay, well, how does this apply to me? How do I do this? How can I get started right now in in connecting more deeply and building more connection and intimacy with my partner and getting what I really want in our relationship? Yeah. And, 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 and this is a question that comes up for me because I am in relationship with someone who thinks nonviolent communication is just a bunch of hooey-fooey. And he, he would just rather not do any, he, like, he's like, you're speaking that nonviolent communication at me again. Yeah. You know, happens, and, like and so stealth. how do we do it if we have a partner who just won't, won't participate in nonviolent communication? I go stealth. I, stealth. I put on the cloak of invisibility and I go stealth. I become <laughs> a ninja NVCer. And I, I use, I speak Tung Fu, but not in a way that he recognizes it as NVC. Mm-hmm. So even when he's sitting there thinking or telling me, I don't want to do that woo-woo, foo-foo stuff. What I'm thinking in my head is, sounds like he's irritated and he wants to have a choice about how he speaks. Mm. Sounds like he's maybe frustrated or hurt because he wants acceptance for the beauty and the perfection of the way he does speak now. Mm. So I empathize silently. And the energetic body cannot help but feel that. And if I give him empathy and respect for his needs behind the not wanting to, then we'll make connection. Then we're practicing NBC in the real energetic level. And then we can have a conversation about it that I think will not be held with the same defensiveness. But he's got to feel empathy 
energetically somehow to to his needs behind the don't want to. And it's usually around autonomy, authenticity, and to be accepted and appreciated for the beautiful way that that person is already, unconditional acceptance for how they are now. Mm-hmm. Not once you improve your NDT mm-hmm. skills, then I'll love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you love, what was that look in your face? <laughs> you just, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, with this particular instance, this person that I'm in relationship with. Yeah, it's with. a universe. I think it feels universal. more universal than that. Because mm-hmm. um, I have the same dynamic with this person. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing of wanting somebody to be different and not loving them and respecting them and feeling compassion for who they are and what their needs are mm-hmm. as they and, currently and express the, it. You're not part of the NVC club. Right. Well, exactly. You're not part of the recycling club. <laughs> well, it's the difference between preaching it and living it. Yeah. Right. I, I want to not just believe it, I want to believe it with people <laughs> around me. And then right. I think they'll feel it energetically and they'll feel the trust. The trust mm-hmm. that comes from authentic, transparent revealing of the energy that's inside me in terms of honesty and the trust that grows when people have real empathy for what's alive in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I have, a, I have another question, which Good. we'll have to do when we get back from break, okay. which is about... I get a lot of flack from people who say, well, you're just being selfish. Oh, good. That's a good with one. The, with, yeah, the non-violent with the nonviolent communication. Like, oh, oh because you, you're expressing, because your you're expressing mm. what you need and not just, you know, like when we were on the Anderson Cooper show mm-hmm. and there were people in the audience saying, well, you're just being selfish because you're living this fully expressed, authentic life where you're getting what you want and getting what you want is just being that's very not how it selfish. I love to say to those people, thank you for noticing. My God, it's taking me a lot of work to get here. what a good response (laughs) i love it (laughs) Uh, because you know even when we're when we're on these shows and we have to go to break but but when we're on these shows it's like i find myself responding violently Uh instead of instead of that way like i have to be defensive of it's good my choices what's helpful is to remember when you're on those kind of places because you can't get deep into the empathy and honesty is absurdness training Absurdness sure. trainings where you don't get even, you get odd. You get you don't get you even, get you odd. Get odd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the I like the odd approach. I do I, it I all do the time. <laughs> yes. All right, we have to go to break. We'll return with more Kelly Bryson and Sex with Jaya. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra. The first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples 
features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back. I'm going to dive right in with more Kelly Bryson, the author of Don't Be Nice, Be Real. Website is languageofcompassion.com. Go there, check it out. You can have Kelly come to where you live and help you create a nonviolent communication community. I love that idea. That's just nonviolent communication. It's also what I call a new culture community because it's based on a set of values and principles like transparency, respect for people's autonomy, consensual morality, a lot of other planks that need to be there to form a mini subculture. Mm. It isn't mm. enough. I I, it. We've tried around the world, about 280 centers around the world, to have nonviolent communities. But without the, the context and these other values, communities fall apart as soon as you introduce money into the systems. Mm. Mm. Dr. Rosenberg says everybody becomes a jackal as soon as you introduce money into the NBC systems. Wow. Wow. Interesting. So I have this question, we were talking a little bit about break, uh, before the break, um, about people who say, well, you're just being selfish. Yeah. And, and you know, with my three-year-old, this is, this is a hard one, too, <laughs> 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 because um, people are like, well, mother should give everything, you know, yeah. and, and uh, I'm being selfish because I want to have a sex life or mm-hmm. other things. So well, there's a couple you- answers to that. One is, whenever somebody's telling you, you know, you shouldn't be so selfish, Almost invariably, they're wanting something for themselves right in that moment. Mm-hmm. They're wanting something from you in that moment, but they're not revealing it. They're putting it out in a way that, you know, it tends to induce guilt. Guilt is a medium for getting what you want. Mm. So I like to just do it more directly. I like to reveal my selfishness. And I feel very good about revealing my selfishness with my children because I want them to, de- to develop what I call, Piaget and Kohlberg call, level six of moral development. Level six moral development means that you give to each other based on an empathic connection to each other's needs, not in order to be a good boy and a nice girl. Mm-hmm. So if I don't reveal my needs, my need for sleep or my need for help or whatever it is, I never give my child a chance to develop empathy. Mm-hmm. And then they stay at a level, level two morality, good boy, nice girl. They do things on the basis of, does he bring me a reward or does it avoid me a punishment? Mm-hmm. I want my children to develop high-level moral development, and that requires me to let them give to me from their hearts. Mm-hmm. Not to make them give to me, but to allow them give to mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find that this works uh, or can work just as effectively with uh, children at the age of development from, you know, early language, one and a half to to two and a half to getting into, you know, two and a half to four or five year olds? The biggest part of it is an energy thing. So even little infants sense energy and feel energy. So am I just being true to my own energy and transparent about my own energy? Yes, there are aspects to the language development I need to be conscious of, you know, the kind of thinking that under nine years old children can do and after nine years old they do a different kind of ability to think. I have to keep that in mind. But mostly it's about being transparent with my energy, Mm. show my feelings and needs energetically so they can have contact with it, with their emotional bodies. So you have a, a book you were talking about during our break, and you wanted to share some information about. Yeah. Dive into that. Okay, I, I want to do two quick things. One is, for parents, I love parents so much, and I want them all to have the kind of relationship I have with my 12-year-old, who's graduating today, by the way, from Yay, grade. congratulations. <laughs> but uh, there's a good book, the only good book I know of on parenting, is called Unconditional Parenting by Alfie Cohen, K-O-H-N. So that's a wonderful book. It'll now, go on our list. Book, yep. <laughs> and it takes a village to raise a child and a relationship, a family. And the best book I know for that to show how to do it from somebody who's actually done it quite extensively in Europe is a man, he's the author of a book called The Sacred Matrix. His name is Dieter Dohm. He founded very large intentional eco-villages in Europe that have been very, very successful in creating a field of, of nonviolence and a culture and a matrix of life mm. that's, uh, to this day, very, very powerful politically and is growing wonderful families in Portugal and, and in Germany. And this book gives you kind of the basic philosophical underpinnings on how to create your own miniature subculture, how to deal mm. with the hard issues like sexuality and power and... Uh, and I forgot, I lost the third one. I was, oh, yeah, and community, how to restore the three lost connections between the lost trust between man and woman, the disconnect from community, and the disconnect from nature that we've all experienced, mm-hmm. and how to retrieve those so we can truly create a field of nonviolence to grow our children in and our relationships in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you can order from Amazon the Sacred Matrix. Awesome. And can you speak a little bit about sexual healing? You know, I think that this is something that we really need, especially between men and women and um, and a place where people are feeling victimized and abused. Well, I think the first thing is to consider the possibility that this sexual energy is a cosmic force. It's uh, it's something that we all came from. Most of us are here because of sexuality. <laughs> We're all a product of sex. And so knowledge of sexual knowledge gives us knowledge of the soul because sexual knowledge is knowledge of the body, but the Mm -hmm. body is also part of the soul. And so as we can use and open and free that energy to move naturally through our bodies, then we come back to our natural states of health, restore our natural states of health. Peter Doom suggests that if we have healthy sexuality in communities where it's not just forced into particular patriarchal paradigms, but it's allowed to be natural and free, then we'll come back to health and we'll come back to nonviolence very naturally. But if it's blocked in some way through fear or shame or guilt, then we block the natural healing forces of this energy, this power that created us, which was, if we allowed it to flow, 
would heal us. So we've got to have these social, social structures around us to support and allow a free flow of sexuality so we can have this healing happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting the, you know, that we don't talk about sex and we have so much shame about sex. And then what I see in my practice oftentimes is that it results then in unhealthy sexual practices or you know, frustrations or violence even in some cases. And so just to have the ability to talk with my, my partner about sex. Yeah. And to have those tools and to talk about it in a nonviolent way instead of you never do this. You don't do this right. I mean, I was just working yeah. with a couple and she's like, you're not doing it right. That was like her first words of like teaching them an eye gaze. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you're not doing it right. Um, and also to make it be what I call bring in this new culture value called transparency. which is a little different than honesty. I'll give you an example. I, a partner of mine told me that uh, she lived in a city uh, apart from me. She told me that she was starting to have an attraction for another man. Mm. And I said, okay, that's wonderful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt a little uneasy about it. And we, weeks went on, and I kept feeling uneasy. I didn't feel quite settled. And then one day I said to her, I'm, I'm still feeling uneasy. And she says, well, maybe it's because I haven't shown you transparently the energy of the, of the feelings I have for the man. Mm. I, she says, do you want to see it? <laughs> I said, I don't know, but I guess so. I was a little scared. <laughs> So anyway, she sat down, she opened up her heart, and she just started to shake. Finally, she says, I really, really want to have sex with this man. She showed me the energy of it, how passionate, how the strong sense of it. She wasn't hiding the energy anymore. And at first I felt scared, but immediately I went into this deep piece of sense of peace and calm and trust, because now I know she wasn't hiding anything from me. And I was led in on and connected to the energy of it, which then allowed me to have trust. Mm. But we've got to reveal our sexual fantasies and our truth about it, or else it'll start to create fear and paranoia on the part of the other person, or at least trigger it. Mm-hmm. And we so need people that feel the unspoken, That's what I'm hearing you say. People they, feel the unspoken. Yes. Sometimes yep. conversations are dominated by what's not being said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately... We have run out of time. Again. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, there's just so much more I want to talk to Kelly about. And I think, D-Love, I'm going to put you in charge of being in touch with Kelly. Okay, as far as building the... Building community and just, Wonderful. you know, I think we could use some parenting tips, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all for the parenting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And it all re- affects your relationship. D-Love didn't even get to his work I want every stuff. parent to have a village to support them in that high level of honesty and nonviolence so they can hold on to that against the mainstream and keep the love alive between their children and them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for yep. being, being on the show. Languageofcompassion.com is Kelly Bryson's website. Get the book. If you don't have the book, contact me. I should have the book on my website. Why don't I sell the book on my website? I don't know. Anyway, I got to get with Kelly about that too. Um, my site, sexisyou.com, for more great information like you heard on this show. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.